Howdy folks, how's it going? It's Dom O'Neill here. This is Mind Your Own Business. Welcome to the show. Right, so if you've got a creative idea, not sure what to do with it, but you think people will love it, why not create it online? Maybe you do a podcast, maybe you do a video blog, an ebook series, whatever it is you want to do, uh, put it online. It's so easy these days. Uh, and one of the measures of how successful it is, I think, from my point of view, is audience. Not necessarily massive numbers. You may not want millions of listeners, but consistent audiences and building up a community behind your project. Uh, we find out on today's show from a couple of podcasters, really, really funny guys, all about how to build up your audience, where to find your audience, and how to create a sense of community behind your online on-demand content. That's happening on today's Mind Your Business. It's the NYOB Show. Tune in, turn on, opt-out. This is a Chook production. Because life's too short. You can hear the NYOB Show on the radio and online go to www.myobshow.co.uk to find out more. Joining me on Skype uh, from Portland, Oregon, is Alex Falcone. Hello, Alex. So I am uh, I am the host, I guess, the the head panelist of Read It and Weep, which is a podcast. And I'm also a, a professional comedian. That's what I do for the daytime. And we're also joined by Chris Smith. Now, you're usually, Chris, in Seattle, am I right? But today you're in That's Orlando. Correct. Yes, that's right. I'm joining from uh, from a remote location, but uh, you know, I'm a I'm a writer and uh, and just panelist adjunct and on, a spy. on the panel. Chris has a bit of a day job. That's why we call him a spy because he's a day job that he's not supposed to talk about. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I, Chris and Ezra and I, who are the main three on the show, and then we have a rotating fourth guest. But we were college roommates. Chris and I did a radio show. Chris and Ezra and I did a radio show at one point. We did a lot of college radio, and so we've always just been used to hanging out and talking okay so you kind of came up with the the idea from college and i think it's quite nice the idea that you kind of brought back the band using technology because mm-hmm. uh, that's something you couldn't have done even like 10 years ago i suppose so, i mean yeah you, you would have required thousands and thousands of dollars worth of direct lines into your place and it really wouldn't have been it wouldn't have made any sense and for us we do the whole show pretty much for free all of the uh, we, we eventually started investing in some equipment but the first episode was just with free software and, and equipment we already had. Okay, so it's kind of a kind of you built from the ground up. Then you didn't go out and splash out on expensive microphones and expensive computer software and what have you. you kind of built from the from the ground up from free software and what have you. Then yeah, and we, we I said 193 episodes. I would not recommend anybody listen to the first 20 because we <laughs> we took us a while the to first find sound our rhythm and all and most importantly because the sound quality was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it took yeah, us a I while. Mean, one of the things that we found is that podcasting is so it's such accessible media to get in that there's really a low barrier en- of entry between you know us having an idea and then getting it out there. I mean, what do you need? Skype, maybe some recording software that's free, um, some you know, which is the same that we edit in, and um, you know, stuff you already have. It's great. Yeah, and most laptops have mics and cameras built in now, so whenever we have a guest, we want a guest to come on. It doesn't cost them anything to join us, so we can have. Any of our friends or comedians I meet on the road, we can have anybody like from around the country just call in just like we're doing with you and chatting for an hour on, uh, online and just make it happen without having to sit down in a radio studio, it's, which is just amazing. Yeah. Well, you well, you spoke about your early podcasts and saying, oh, well, don't listen to them because the, uh, <laughs> the sound quality isn't great. But I'm sure you learned loads just from doing them. You know, there's, there's people out there who are like, oh, I don't really want to start off in case it's rubbish or I fail or I look silly. 
you yeah. Know, you may as well go out and get and give it a go because even if it sounds rubbish, you know, you can learn from it. I suppose. Mm. The advice that I normally give people when they talk to me about starting a podcast is that you should record three episodes of the show and then throw them away because your (laughs) fourth episode is where you start to really figure stuff out and you'll learn a lot from that. And nobody that I and I've talked to a lot of people about this who have then gone on to start podcasts and no one has ever taken that advice because once you record it, you can't keep it to yourself. Everyone has to put it out. But it is around. It is a few episodes that you always need to sort of figure out the kinks, get your format down a little bit. And, and then be ready to actually start doing a semi-professional style of show. And that's one thing we've always wanted to do is we wanted our show, despite being free or cheap and uh, us being you know amateurs in the radio world, we wanted to sound like we knew what we were doing. So as soon as we could get some equipment and upgrade the sound and we did a – even from the day one, we were doing an aggressive job of editing it to try to make it sound a little better and make it sound funnier. So we would take out the parts where we said something stupid that wasn't funny. We could cram just the funny parts together so it would be a good quality show even when we didn't know what we were doing. Do you still do the editing? How much of it is, edi- is edited and how much of it is kind of, do you let it go with the flow? We've, we've gotten the editing amount down just for time, just for our lives, but I still probably do about six or eight hours of editing for an individual episode. So we normally record, record about 90 minutes and try to cut it down to an hour. So we still lose about a third of what we record. Yeah, and is it once a week you do this podcast? Yeah, we've done it once a week. We've skipped a few weeks, but it's been pretty consistently once a week for the last yeah. three and a half years. Do you find that consistency helps them with your audience? No. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And when we and when we when we're a day late, that's when I start getting messages on Facebook about how somebody's got like they've got to go to work today and the episode's not there. What are they going to do? And then, <laughs> when people can count on you, that it makes it a lot easier for someone to come back. If you do it like, oh, my show comes out once every two and a half weeks. If I feel like it, it's hard for someone to feel invested in the show if you're not invested in it. Yeah, right, we'll, right. We'll still and bank like, a couple. Like if somebody's got to go on a trip, we'll record a couple in a row, which is exhausting because we also have to read the book or watch the movie plus the editing and the recording. But when we when we have to, we can bank a couple together and then release them slowly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, it, the weird thing is what uh, what I always think about with our podcast is because we keep hating on different topics every single week. You know, people aren't sticking with us for the topic. They're sticking with us for for us, for personalities and, and you know, because they like us. So it, it feels like that much more of a commitment to try and get through this book, get this out, you know, because uh, our audience wants to hear it. Someone's counting on it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I suppose the main question that most people who are starting podcasts um, want to know is, you know, how do you build your audience? You said earlier about being consistent. You said about having your personality come across. Are there two, two things which you definitely say that people have to do? Oh, of course. I, the other thing that I, I mean... I, we didn't do anything special, uh, and we didn't have any great insights on how to build. We did a lot of stuff the same way other people do, where you just you get your friends to listen at first, and then eventually they start telling their friends, and then it sort of grows, and then just people start finding it. And, and if it's good, then they'll stick around. And that's not a great thing to tell people. That's not what anybody wants to hear. The thing that I would say that actually does help is that even when no one was listening, we tried to do it as well as if we like if we assumed that agents were listening that could possibly hire us to go do movies you know we we try to we try to put out every episode as if somebody who really like as if we have 10,000 people listening even when we didn't I mean, we still don't even when we don't we still try to put out an episode as if tons of people are listening every day <laughs> we still don't yeah. <laughs> no, that's good that's kind of uh, does the professionalism then uh, do you think that makes a difference having a professional sound a professional feel uh, to the show yeah, we you know we always try to do we try to do uh, uh, lowbrow humor done at a highbrow level. 
of, of professionalism whenever we possibly can. You know, like uh, when we used to do our college radio show, we would always put on suits to go into the radio station just because it felt like we're doing this really silly, but we're doing it at an impressive level. We're doing it like we take it very seriously. Yeah. And that makes it okay that we're so childish. Basically, if for those of us, because a lot of our audience are quite young, a lot of us kind of aren't sure whether they should go down, you know, doing two years of unpaid work experience at the radio station or maybe do their own podcast. You know, I always say try and do a bit, a bit of both. Would you kind of agree that podcast has helped you in your career or is it just something you do for, uh, because you enjoy it? Well, so Chris is a spy, so it's actually probably hurting his career. For me... <laughs> yes. As a as a person who's trying to get my name out there, like my goal day in and day out is to try to get famous. I think it's been it's been super helpful, and it also in in it, it helps when I meet somebody on the road who likes my comedy. I have something to get them involved in. They come can come and listen to the show and be part of it every week, and it also helps like just develop for for comedians. It really helps develop a sense of like uh, how to how to dissect something when we're reviewing it. You know how to take a book and break it down and make it funny. And I've gotten jokes that we've come up with on the show that I've been able to work into my act later on. So everything that I do, I feel like, is part of the same greater picture of my career. And the podcast has fit in there really nicely. It's been a big help for that. Which is not to say that you know radio station work isn't great. Um, oh. I think learning how to work the boards, learning about you know mic technique and, and, and how to control levels and, and all that stuff, and just having the consistent experience of, of being in front of a microphone is, is fantastic. One of the things uh, I love about people getting professional radio experience is that you have a time limit in a way you don't on podcasts. And one of the problems is it's so easy to start a podcast and to talk forever that a lot oh, of people and just there start are out. those podcasts. Yeah. There's a lot of people Sorry, who just y'all. say <laughs> there's a lot of people who start a podcast that's like this is me and my friends talking. And then they just drink some beers and talk about whatever's on their mind and it might be 45 minutes before something interesting happens. Yeah. Whereas if you did a radio show, you have to get to it because you have a limited amount of time. And so I think if you're going to take a podcast, it's, a, it's so free. You have to give yourself some restraints. You have to decide this is a 28-minute show or something. Uh, so for us, we can record as long as we want, but we have a goal for how, how long it can be when we put it out. So we have to edit if we're not going to do the work on the front end to make sure it's tight. We have to do that later. So if we're gonna, we have to prepare for the show either before or after that other it's going to come out out some way <laughs> yeah yeah okay so would you say preparing before the show is as good as preparing on the show because that's the old thing in radio you've got to be prepared before you go into the studio is that still the same in podcasting well so because i'm the one who does the editing on the show i would say the option is either everybody prepares a lot beforehand or i do a lot of work afterwards so yeah. i prefer when everybody puts more work in the prepare, preparation but then Afterwards, if you don't, I can still cut out all the stuff that didn't work where we were trying to figure out what we were talking about. So if yeah. you're editing, yes. If you're not editing, if you're going to do – and I, I'm not sure how I feel about editing now in general just because it's so much time for mm-hmm. me. And I'm afraid people will start doing a show, overcommit to the editing, and then not be able to keep doing the show. Yeah. But if you're not going to edit it at all, you have to be really prepared. You've got to do that's basically that same amount of work up front in yeah. deciding what you're going to talk about. And you also have to be tight when you're running the show. You've got to say, like, this is where we're going. Okay, guys, cut it off. This isn't going anywhere. Let's move on. And you really have to, like, yeah. drive it. Because especially if you're trying to get out there with something new, with a new podcast, you want your audience to stick with it. And they, you've got to hold their attention. Yeah, you've you got know, to have it, a respect it, for people's time. That's my feeling. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, and, and the work that goes in, you know, we, you know of course, we read or, or watch or, or do whatever it is, you know, to, to prepare material-wise. Yeah. But we have a conversational style, but we also prepare, you know, segments, some games. segments, some ideas, some games, 
you know, ahead of time that we know we want to hit or beats we know we want to hit. Um, but our show, at least, is, is fairly improvised as far as, you know, the actual words that we say. Right. And then and we get away with that because I think we edit out the parts that don't work. That's my secret to that. That is great advice to end on. Thank you very much to Alex Falcone and Chris Smith from the Read It and Weep podcast. So to sum up, keep up with consistency. That is something I hear over and over again. You need to keep consistent so people know when to come back uh, and people can invest in the show because it's their time. So keep up the quality as well. People won't want to listen to the show. Sadly, if it doesn't sound good, we all live in an HD world. Uh, So sounding good and looking good, if you're a video podcast, really makes a big difference. Also, be respectful of your audience's time. Uh, That's, you know, the way you talk to your audience. It's the way you post regularly. If you're not posting, warn people, tell people that don't worry, you're back next week, that kind of stuff. So people feel that you're as invested in the show as they are. Because at the end of the day, people's time is very precious. Plus, final point, keep it interesting and engaging and always offer your audience useful, funny or entertaining information which they can't get anywhere else. That, my friends, is how you get yourself a good audience, not necessarily a huge audience, but a consistent audience and a loyal audience if you're creating online, on-demand content. It's the NYOB Show. Tune in, turn on... This is a Chook production. Because life's too short. Find us on Twitter at MYOB Show. Still to come on the Mind Your Own Business Show, we are finding out all about beating stress, all the everyday things you can do to not only spot when stress is happening in your life, but things you can do to stop it before it causes you any trouble. We're speaking to the stressed guru. Dave Algio, he's coming up very shortly. Plus, a great way to deal with stress is to go on holiday. But many of us, you know, there's times in our lives where we desperately need a holiday, but there's cash flow issues. So we're talking today, how do we make sure we have a brilliant holiday without going over budget? That's all happening later on on Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> 